That is Maggie Moon. Yes, she's in studio with us today on Atomic Mom. We're interviewing actress Teresa Palmer about letting your light shine. Bianca is getting her cardio right now, running around the studio, keeping Maggie happy. It's a really fun, inspiring podcast we've got for you guys. Tune in, get ready, and let's go. Everyone, it's Atomic Moms. We are uh, we're grilling it today, if that's even a word. It's gorilla. We're style. winging it. We're winging it. But the funny thing is, is we say we're doing it gorilla style, but we're actually at a radio station at K Rock, the world famous K Rock. Yeah, and we have a film star coming. So and we have, and we have a film star coming. Um, Ellie and I have both had a really crazy week. Um, undateable, like the scheduling this week on Undateable was nuts. And I feel like I haven't taken a breath. And so we had to make it work on a Saturday. My dear husband, um, who started on the Kevin and Bean show um, at K-Rock, uh, allowed us to come in on a Saturday and do our Atomic Moms podcast. I am <clears throat> currently breastfeeding my child. Yeah, I was to say, like, how are you focusing right now? <laughs> as, I'm sta- as I'm talking. <laughs> Maggie Moon is grabbing the mic. She's grabbing the mic. This is this is real life, people. We're here. We're doing it. <laughs> <It's you. laughs> um, do you want to talk about our guest? Yeah, I'm really excited. excited. Um, we have yeah. Teresa Palmer today. She is a super awesome, talented actress. Um, and what's so crazy about her well she's from australia that's not crazy though i met her at griffith park there was a mommy and me group that meets monthly and i found it online i didn't know anyone and i just showed up at the park and she was one of the other mothers and she was just awesome and she had this great energy she had way too much energy for a new mom did you know that she was no. an actress at the no time? idea yeah. not a clue not a clue and then she invited us over to her like she has this awesome house up in the hills it's like really hippie and cool and um we went over for a swim get together um and that's when i found out she was an actress and that her husband is an actor and a director and uh and it wasn't until later that i found out that she's an international star <laughs> <laughs> isn't that awesome though it's- so like mom's connecting because they're moms and it and and that she didn't bring any of that with her, like yeah. none of that baggage that you see if you Google her, like all of the like interviews she's done and all the Daily Mail stuff. We have an, one article I can't wait to talk to her about um, regarding Instagram and how um, one writer did not appreciate how women will post about their natural births and about breastfeeding. Um. I'm really excited to talk about this because I, uh, you sent me this article when it came out and um, I, I was upset and I think that it's really great that we're getting to talk about it with her here on the show because um, this is really the reason, you know, as we've said before, why Ellie and I wanted to do this show because there's just too much going on um, in the mamahood world where people are finding reasons to um, point out why we're different as moms as opposed to the reasons why we are similar as as mothers and that we're all in this together. Um, and I so I think that 
I'm I'm super, you know, stoked to hear what her this is such like so from the nineties. I'm super stoked to hear her. <laughs> um you know, her take on that. Cause I, mm. I can't imagine, you know, I, I'm not at that level yet where anyone is writing articles about, um, my birth or the way that I'm choosing to be a mom. Just wait. Um, yeah. Undateable. <laughs> Undateable. March, March 17. 17. <laughs> um, NBC after the voice. <laughs> such, such the creator's wife. Uh-huh. Um, doing my part. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just can't imagine, you know, because I, I think that to even have people talk about you as an actor or the things that you are putting yourself out there as, um, and then to have someone comment on something that's so personal and so your own private business. Yes. And even though it's not necessarily private because she's taking pictures on her Instagram, it still doesn't matter. It's still, well, here's what it gets, it gets worse Yeah, because she does the article um, this woman writes that um, proof that we have child Maggie in Moon um, that that she she mentions what uh, the Teresa mentions on Instagram introducing Bodie Rain Palmer born safely lovingly and naturally last night okay and the woman writes um, it's a loaded statement is she really suggesting he would have been born any less lovingly or safely if she needed intervention to help her labor progress smoothly. Yeah. So basically, like, we're, you're not allowed to say how what your birth experience is. Like, that's bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Everyone gets to own their story. And what really makes me super angry is that this writer took the Instagram photos um, of Teresa and her baby and put them throughout her own article bashing her. Um, and I have a real problem with that. Yeah. Um, who, who is this woman? This woman is – It was the story was published six months ago. Yeah. Um, and her name is – I'm like going through all of the – oh. Her name is uh, Catherine. Let me, uh, let me find her last but name. But I mean who, who is she? What does she oh, do? Catherine Chat, Chatfield. Catherine Chatfield, she is uh, apparently a, a blogger or journalist. Um, I'll look her up more. I didn't want to start stalking her because I don't want to see now I'm feeling bad. Like I don't want to start a mommy war on a mommy. Well, because here's the, here's the deal. As I choke on an M&M. <laughs> yeah, she's eating my peanut m and <laughs> Clearly, this is somebody – because <clears throat> here's my take on it. We only, we only lash out or accuse others of doing certain things when we feel uncomfortable with ourselves. Because if you're somebody who's who's and, and look, I do it, you've done it. I mean, not necessarily mm-hmm. in the in the sphere, mm-hmm. but but um in life, right? Mm-hmm. You find yourself saying something about somebody and you realize that it's because you, it makes it gives you that little grain of discomfort in your stomach where you know you shouldn't be talking this way about somebody, right? right? But we all do it. Um, it's human nature. And um, – but but to do that is just so blatantly showing your cards in terms of how you feel about yourself, your birth experience, right. your views on motherhood. Um, and and this is – this is, you know, I, I'm really curious to hear – I think I saw her response was actually a very yeah, loving response. Sure, yeah. I mean uh, there's people that would have maybe – reacted much more harshly 
um, especially when you're attacked uh, over something as beautiful as becoming a mother. Um, well, and here's what's really crazy. Okay, well, first of all, her name is Catherine Chatfield, and, and she isn't just some blogger. She's the deputy editor of Sunday Style at uh, News Life Media in Sydney, Australia. Okay. Um, she says in this you know, post that that it did make her feel crummy. So it was it was about her writing about her reaction to that. But basically right. that that we need to but stop so, boasting about but our But so in turn she made someone else feel crummy. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is, uh Teresa has mentioned she's got this really cool uh series of videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and she talks about her natural birth and she talks about how hard it was and how it was nothing that she expected it to be. And we'll let her share some of that, but it was, it was like days long and it, she ended up having her baby in the hospital, um, naturally, but like, that's just part of the story, man. Yeah. Like let, let... Here, here's the thing. I get it because to a certain extent, uh, there are women out there who give, natural birth a bad name because they do talk about it in a in the, yeah. in a way that infers that they believe that they are better mothers because of the way they chose to to birth. Yep. There are those people They're out like there. like super self-righteous. And likewise, there are those women out there who uh, have had a C-section or had a, an epidural and they um, rally against the women who have natural birth because they believe that these women think that they are better mothers or stronger, right, or stronger, and no. and they think you know that what's there if you have the drugs available to you, it's a modern um, world, medical world we're living in. You should get the stuff that the that the doctors have available to you. Right. To both camps, I say, kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, because here's the thing. You – we've said this before on this on this show. It's like it's such a personal choice. Yeah. Do it the way that you, that makes you feel the most comfortable. But then don't judge anyone who chooses to do it differently because some people the, – the most important thing is that you have a baby at the end of the process mm-hmm. – that the baby is as healthy as they can be, you know, bearing however they came, they're coming into the world. I mean, some some children are are born with issues and problems that make a, a scheduled C-section a necessity uh, because they need urgent care, right? Some people are so terrified of childbirth that they want a, a scheduled C-section because it gives them peace of mind. If that's going to make you have a better pregnancy, do that then. Right. Um, but I think I think maybe the onus is on. However, our society has moved forward in making women feel less confident about their ability to give birth. Do you think? So, yes. like, I, I think I we, agree. Yes, I think we've gotten to a place where, and then you know, it's, it's I, I think that any woman who is truly scared of this process and I get it. It's freaking scary. Um, it, it's, it's rightfully so because a, the hospital is a scary place. Yeah, for sure. And then also like some women aren't scared. They're just not interested and that's fine too. And that's like, absolutely fine. Some people too. aren't scared of pain. They're just that's not way, interested in feeling the pain. I or get that's that, man. The way I they take do Vicodin it. to get a bikini wax. Okay. <laughs> I hear you, sister. You're totally right. And, and I, I think that um, I just want every woman to have um, 
number one, the birth experience that they want to have, and number two, if they can't have the birth experience that they wanted to have, to be okay with the birth experience that they did have. Because I think what happens is people get attached to the idea Mm -hmm. of how they're going to do it, and that may mean you're going to have it naturally and you end up having a C-section. That may mean that you planned on having an epidural and you didn't make it to the hospital in time and you had a natural birth in the back of your car. Even though you didn't want it. Yes. Whatever it is... I, th- I think we're losing sight of the fact that if you have a child, you had a successful birth. If you right. have a baby, a healthy baby, a, a baby who is, uh, is, you know, made it through this crazy act of birth, you had a successful birth. I agree. I think that's totally true. And I, I really wish that we talk about the Instagram stuff a lot and – I think that we reserve the right to share our experiences. Like if I wanted to share photos of me uh, breastfeeding with Sabrina, like that's – I have a right to do that. Not everyone has to like it. But that's not me judging other moms. Like it's not about that. Well – And it's not about – it's like this is just part of the experience for me. And so when we post – we can do a gut check and think, okay, am I doing this so that people think I'm more awesome? <laughs> or am I doing this because like, I want to share something loving in my life? Yeah, but I think you're also getting at another problem, which is that because of social media, because of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, we have gotten to a place now where we believe that it's okay, that because somebody's putting it out there, it's there for us to judge. That, and, and I get that. I understand how you would think that. Um, and it's become completely – I mean cyberbullying is a thing now. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, so sick of the mommy bullying. The mo- All of it. It sucks. But yes. I mean we're here to talk about moms specifically and I think that you're right. It's, it is um, – it's gotten to kind of a, a crazy um, – place where we we do we we think i mean i went on um what what's the forum uh baby baby center no yeah is it baby center i love reading the baby center forum it the forum is nuts yeah it it makes me sick to my stomach people are so awful to each other on there and it's true like for a little bit when i was pregnant i would read it because it was a soap opera to me it was like this fascinating crazy thing (laughs) um and and because you you know I do think that there is something to be said for uh, you know connecting with people who are going through things similar mm-hmm. that are similar to what you're going through but um, the shaming and the and the superiority that happens on those pages is kind of disgusting it's really disgusting and it um, and I don't think it helps anybody no and um, and we should be okay with being our bright selves like this whole idea that we need to um, hide wonderful things in our lives because we're this is important to me because this happens like every day i have this argument with myself like do i share this or does this make me seem like i'm too big for my britches or that my life is too wonderful by the way and then that makes other people feel shitty and it's like no i need to live my best life and if i do the gut check and it just feels like this is a good thing i'm not trying to put someone else down with things that i enjoy or you are uh you are now um Helping me that to decide that I know what quote we're using for our mom bomb today. Ooh, it's a good one. So stay tuned to, oh, to the end. It's titillating. Um, I think we should save some to speak about with I know. Teresa. We just went on forever. I know, but it's it. important and it's something we care about. I want to talk about um, 
until sh- until we bring in our our amazing guest. Um, I just want to talk br- briefly about something that I experienced um, this last week. And uh, when I opened up about it to people around me, I was kind of surprised at how many women how many of my my mom friends were like thank you for saying that because i've been experiencing this and um i had a little i had a little breakdown this this week and uh i just felt i for the first time really hit a wall where i missed my like old life and uh <laughs> my daughter just entered the studio and gave everyone a big smile and a wave and it's the best um, oh, I can't wait to hear about this now. I know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you really teed it up. <laughs> Do you want to hold Maggie Moon while you talk about this? What were you just saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I think it's I think it's kind of crazy that I, I didn't hit this point earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had this moment where I was – I had a really long week at work. I've been trying to balance now being at work, having my daughter on set with me, um, you know, taking care of the home front, uh, doing a podcast, all of these amazing things that are good things in my life, being a wife, being a friend. And I just – I just finally, like, I I think I turned to Michael one night and I said, I'm just really tired of being a mom right now. And, um, and uh, thankfully he's so amazing and he didn't, you know, get in my face and, you know, bitch me out or anything for saying what suddenly felt like a horrible thing once it was out of my mouth. Um, but he was like, of course, you know, of course you feel that way. You are bending backwards, you know? And, um, <laughs> and, you know, the more I started thinking about it, I realized like I wasn't, I wasn't, I hadn't gone out to a dinner with my girlfriends for a really long time. I hadn't, um, my husband and I hadn't gone out on a date for a really long time. Um, he's carrying her like a football right mm. now. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> her eyes are wide open and she's sideways. <laughs> Uh, you know, Ellie's from Texas, so she she appreciates when I carry like a football. Uh-huh. I mean, that probably makes you more comfortable. You're yeah. so masculine. And by the way, I think it's <laughs> the fact that my husband is here while I'm saying this is going to lend even more weight to this because it's it, – I think it's um, – You guys have such an amazing relationship. You guys are so honest. It's just Well, we talk awesome. about things. I mean, you know, we have to have a – we have to have the talks. I mean, it's not like we got to this place without having a big discussion about mm-hmm. it. But – um. Anyway, I just – I realized that I felt like – I guess the thought that occurred to me was like, wow, we both made this decision to have a kid together. But I sen- why do I suddenly feel like I'm the one doing everything? And, you know, and what kind of hit home for me was we woke up um, on a Monday morning before I had to go to work and – my husband got up to go to the bathroom, which is like such a little stupid, silly thing. Well, it's and kind of like a human necessity, right? Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like the one of yeah. the basics. Yeah. Wow, Bianca, you're a real <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh my god, guys! My husband got up to pee. To pee. <gasps> um, the but nerve. he but he didn't say anything. He just walked out and went to go to the bathroom. It was Maggie? Maggie was not in bed with. She you. was in bed she with. Was, us. Okay, sorry. Yes, and I realized. That I am never able to do that. That I can't go anywhere or do anything without asking somebody's permission now, without making sure that somebody's watching her, without making sure she's – you you got her, right? You're going right. to watch her for a minute, right? I can't do that. 
Yes. And the men don't feel that way. They don't come programmed with that. Uh, is that true? Well, I guess that is true. But don't you think sometimes it's because I mean, like, they know to lean on us? Well, I mean, yeah, but if you got up to pee, was he, he was – and he, let's say he it's was not asleep. Even, but it's not even so much about like, yeah, I mean, if he's asleep or something like that, it's not even that it's so much about him because I know if I walked out of the room, my mm-hmm. husband obviously would have my child and, and our child and see <laughs> my child. Yeah. Our, well. um, um, obviously he would make sure she didn't fall off the bed or that, you know, it's the fact that like, I, okay. So we were on vacation, right? We were in Puerto right. Rico. And I was talking with some other women that I met there, other moms. And this one mom, uh, she had a three-year-old son and she said, it's just different. Like we're sitting next to the pool. He's in the pool with his water wings on. Me and my husband are reading books and I can see my husband is completely engrossed in his book and I'm every three words looking over the book to make sure that our son is okay in the pool. Men are just not programmed the same way that women are. We're way more, you know – Vigilant. 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 Thank you. We're we're way more focused. We're way more – it's in our DNA. We bring this child into the world. We are the ones that feed them initially. don't you think sometimes it's a personality trait like that men could do this, but they know that we are vigilant. So they know not to have to worry about it. For example, with Sabrina – my husband always had the monitor at night because otherwise I would be up all night looking at the monitor. So I gave it to him and then he got to be up all night with yes, the monitor. But you, and but knew. you did that job. You, you delegated that to him. No, that's true. It's always, yes. I'm always the first point. So I'm and saying it's frustrating because if I want to go to get a sitter or for anything ever, it's all, if we both have a work thing, I'm the one who has to find the child care. I had a dear friend um, who I texted kind of at the peak of this. So I was like, I just felt so overwhelmed. And I just felt like, um, when will I ever have my life back where every minute the thought isn't about her? And I know that's a crazy thing to say as a mom, but hello, new new mom realizing this, like, you know, everything is conditioned to what how is she taking care of what's going mm-hmm. on with her you know and so i texted this friend and and she wrote back and said i feel you she said sometimes i wonder if i didn't feed her bathe her make the doctor appointments schedule the child care buy the diapers get the baby food um you know plan for the uh, buy the toys uh, uh plan for the classes what would happen and she wrote what would happen in like capital <laughs> letters and it was so true it's like and I know it's just the way that it's a structured, you know, it, it's kind it's, it's, the I wonder way. what would happen. I mean, things wouldn't happen. Things wouldn't go as well as we hoped, but I have a feeling that a lot of our husbands would be capable enough to make it happen. I know that they would be capable enough. It wouldn't enough. go as, this goes back to like our discussion before about like shutting the cabinets maybe a little bit. Like, we, yes, but, but I, I think the point that I'm trying to make is innately that, that, thing that that you know drives you to to be there and do all of those things my point is that we have to ask right that is it doesn't it's not i, I well, think well maybe we shouldn't I, ask and see what happens <laughs> well, i don't know i mean i feel like social services probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on no way <laughs> we listen, have to, we'd have to accept that it wouldn't be done the way we want it done that's a huge part of the problem 
Like when my husband watches Sabrina, he watches her, but he won't go to the grocery store with her or, you know, Michael, do other. Do you, you want to weigh in on this for one second? But he would, but he would keep them alive. I, I know. I'm right. not. I, I would my, like to weigh in as much as you'd like yeah, to weigh in. I hear, so here's, you know, the talk that we had last weekend after I kind of hit the wall. Yeah. And, and. My point is, is that it's not, you are an amazing dad. You do so much for Magnolia. But you know, when we talked, I said, it's just the fact that like, I have to do it and it, and it's naturally yeah. falls on me. Oh, I'm, Whereas I'm if I ask you, you do it. I'm, I'm a parent. I mean, I'm a parent just like any other woman, but I'm definitely, my parenting is definitely ancillary, ancillary to your parenting. I mean, you're the main you're the main provider of care, nurturing, uh, attention, uh, all the like, all the logistic details. Like you said, making appointments, figuring out what size diaper is best. I mean, that is all you. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And also, though, like you, you go surfing, you go to the gym, right. you go do the things you want to do, and there, I, I know she you- says dripping with resentment. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that he goes and does those things because they're imperative for for him, you know, and his and his well being. But like, you, when I leave the house, when I go to do those things, it's an she is now juggling Maggie yeah. Moon over her shoulder, it, it's trying to keep her calm. It's an ordeal, but it's also I feel guilty. I feel like yes, there's a part of me that's like. I I feel self indulgent. I'm going to yes. do those things where the oh my guys God. putting don't feel on that way. my tinted moisturizer. I feel self indulgent. Right, and you, babe, when you go to do your things, it doesn't feel that way to you. Sometimes, but for by and large, by and large, it doesn't. You know. Like, so is that a motherhood thing, or is that just yeah. a women's guilt thing? That's what I'm wondering. I, th- I think I think it's biological. I think it it, it has to do with being a female. Again, I think it has to do with the way we're programmed I don't, I don't think, by everybody. I don't think that that is something that is uh, encultured. I don't think that that's something that is developed through uh, modern society. I think or that anything. modern I society, think that... though, pressures us to juggle everything at once. Like maybe if I didn't have to put on the tinted moisturizer, I'd be a little less stressed out. You know, well, I wouldn't I, have I, the guilt. What I do think is, is cultural. <laughs> what I do think is cultural is that there's a there's an immense pressure put on women – to when when women put anything in their life once they've had children once there's anything else in their life there's everybody looks at that with a with kind of a judgmental eye whereas like no one's ever 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 questioned a guy's uh devotion to his career if he had parents no one's like are you really a a devoted enough father i mean you work a lot of hours no one's ever said that no one's ever questioned a guy's commit level of commitment to his children Right, Whereas, because they can, they'll if, just say, woman, oh, he's working so hard. He's yeah. so committed to right. his family that he never sees. Whereas a woman is constantly looked at, you know, through this, like, jeweler's loop, you know. With, What's it, a jeweler's it, loop? It's those little things that jewelers put on their eyes, those little, like, almost monocle things. Oh, yeah, that, I like this. Yeah. Um, Maggie, but, Maggie Moon, what do, you, what do you have to say about this? What do you think? Weigh is, in, sister. Yeah. She's going to eat the microphone. She's so cute. <laughs> She's very delicious. Yeah, I, guys, guys aren't—they're just not naturally as good at it. Good at it, without that, without a doubt. You know, I, I just don't. I just—you know—what's really cool. Teresa's husband, Teresa's husband, Mark Weber, directed a film that was at Sundance last year, and hopefully he'll be a guest soon too. And that movie was about a, a father of a little boy, and it was actually his own son in real life, um, being a single dad. In this, like, just how 
insane that is. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot so, of people, a, a lot of people confuse the idea that, you know, I, I, I flat out am saying that guy, naturally, I think women are better at that, but it doesn't mean that guys are incapable if given the, if put in that situation. Uh, and that's you know? not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think re- that, you know, really what I'm trying to say in this, in the simplest, no, you made good in the simplest form is just that we innately come into this accepting the weight of all of it. Some of us don't. Okay. Some. <laughs> I, but I, yes, I agree. A I lot think, of us do. A yeah. lot of women, some women are not natural mothers. Yeah, you're right. And are not into caregiving. Yeah. And it's just not a part of their being for whatever reason. And that's fine. And those and those people get great nannies. Yeah, they, they deal with it and however they, they have to. They deal with it. And, and I mean, I think for me, just when I kind of hit that wall and I opened up to some females, uh, moms around mm-hmm. me, um, it was amazing to me the response of like a couple of them said, this is the crux of every fight that my husband and I have. Oh, absolutely. For me too. Yeah. And so... 100%. I just think that like it's normal to feel for those of our listeners who do feel this way like oh my god why does it always why is it always all on me yep yeah um should we take a break let's take a little break maggie moon is clearly had enough and we'll bring back our guest love it okay ciao Hey, we're back with Teresa Palmer. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. We've been talking about you now for a little bit uh, oh. because we were we were quite fired up um, over a little article we read. So we were yeah. we were like, we have to try and get her on here. And so it's so great that you were able to come in. Um, but before we launch into that, let's talk about your gorgeous family. And, Thank you. And they're all here with you. <laughs> yeah. I bring, they kind of we're all attached to the hip, so they they come with me. I love that. I'm I'm the same way. I have my dressing room at work is a little nursery, and I just for me it's such a calming thing to be able to go back into my room and she's there and yeah. to be able to feed her whenever I need to and yeah, I, I think it's that. important. I went back to work when Bodhi was three months old, and he was really little, um, <clears throat> but it was I I had to talk to the producers about the fact that hey, I am a nursing mama and I want to actually be there and to be nursing him you know every three hours so if you guys are okay with that then I would totally love to work with you um and they've been really supportive all of last year actually I got to travel with my whole family they got to come with me and how many passport stamps does Bodhi have he has 10. He wow. has 10. <laughs> the kid turned 11 months today and he has 10 <laughs> passport stamps. Yeah, we we had a pretty crazy year, but in it was beautiful in so many ways and I'm so grateful and I feel very blessed that I was able to balance both work and having my family by having my family with me. But I think in retrospect now looking back I wish I was in LA a little more. I wish I had more time at home. And I think this year, one of my New Year's resolutions uh, is to just say no a little more. Um, Less self-inflicted busyness. I want Mm. to be calmer. I want to be in LA. I want to just kind of have that home base. I think that's what I really missed last year. Well, it's amazing to me because that you did all of that traveling and all that work because there's a little place 
in Los Angeles called the Pump Station. There are a few yeah. different ones. And we met at Griffith Park, but then we also happened to be in mommy groups that met back to back at the pump station because Sabrina's a little older. And I would see you all the time. Yeah. And you are such a force of nature. Like you ha- you were like the ringleader of these mamas oh to like get together and hang out. And it was just amazing like how open you are. I didn't, I didn't feel like you were ever gone because you somehow managed to still create like a, a community of moms in L.A., yeah. Have you ever done that? Um, gosh, now I'm going to screw myself because I'm not going to be able to remember what it was. But Mike just had me do it on vacation. It's the personality test where you find oh, out. Oh, I'm an ENFJ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maya's Briggs okay. personality what test. Is, yeah, what does oh, that yeah. mean? I am. Um, it's the same as Oprah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Myers Briggs. So I guess it was established in the 1950s, and it's a it's a pretty intense personality yeah. test. Is this mm-hmm. the one with the yes no question? Yes. 72. Yes, yes no. Yeah. I've done it, but I forgot what I was. Um, I'm ENFJ, which is extrovert. N for intuitive, mm-hmm. um, F for a f- I'm more of a feelings person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this last one sounds horrible, by the way. It's J for judgment. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're a judgmental person. It means that um, you like to have good judgment on your actions, apparently. Yeah. So I am a very typical ENFJ, which is outgoing, very social. And yeah, and I love getting groups of women together. I've been doing that since I was in high school, I remember. I would collect, you know, the friends that I saw who didn't weren't really connecting with many people. I'd bring them into our group. No, I and saw you do that with us moms. It's wild it. in all walks of life. Like these women were so fantastic because they're just like everyone had something else going on. Yeah, it was well, very I feel cool. Like it's too. I mean, Ellie and I were just talking about this. Um, Earlier when we were recording another podcast, mm-hmm. I hate to. Guys are so busy. I hate to reveal the curtain behind our workings, but like <laughs> occasionally guys, we have to do two and one. Sometimes we do two and one. Yeah. We're not doing one every week. I apologize, <laughs> um, but uh, we were um, talking, and now I see mom brain. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was thinking um, about multiple orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. That is what this is like. Yes. (laughs) That's a topic of today, Um, actually. But I but I think that like, you know, you lose you lose yourself a little bit. And um oh god, so cute. So cute. The family's in the next room Um, and waving to us. Waving at my stepson. Through the window. (laughs) I hope they didn't hear that last part. Yeah. He's like, What's an (laughs) orgasm? (laughs) Um, but anyway, you know, you lose yourself a little bit and your ability to um kind of round people up I think like before mm-hmm. you have a kid you have a you have a pretty good idea of who you are and then you become a mom and it's like where does that fit in with everything right. and so when somebody can come in who has like a strong sense of self and can really rally and help people come together I, I mean I know a lot of my friends have have really appreciated that when yeah. you um, can kind of set up a, a place and a time for mamas to come together mm-hmm. and talk and like Gosh, even at work, I feel like, you know, in the costume department or in hair and makeup, we chat. And, oh, yeah. And every time it's always like, oh, my God, thank you so much for saying that. I feel that way, too. And mm-hmm. that's just that sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. The sense of connection, mm-hmm. finding that um, similar thing, that thread, whatever it is that you have yeah. in common with another human being, no matter where they come from. Um, and you seem to find that a lot, like in the TES Talks. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, How our sure. listeners can go on YouTube and find you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I started doing this thing called Tez Talks, and it's essentially just me talking about various different subjects. Um, one of them's overcoming adversity, another one's uh, learning to love your body. Also, a really big one, which I know you guys mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago, about not taking things personally which is something that we have such a tendency to do mm-hmm. as human beings. And you mentioned that article before that was uh, written about me. It was so hard not to take that personally. That was a moment in my life where I was like, oh, I felt I was back in high school again. I felt yeah. bullied. I felt like I really victimized myself. But um, once I could observe that that was where my thinking was going, I really could step outside of that and um, appreciate it for what it was. And when you say victimize yourself, can you talk just for a second about that? <clears throat> like yeah. the, what that means? Because well, if I look at that, I'd be like, I am the victim, damn it. So yeah. like what when you say victimizing yourself, like what can you just talk um, us through that for a just second? Just self-pity. Um, I really I just call it my low vibrational self. Um, when I mm. get to a place where I'm feeling really low and it's the comfort in the darkness. Sometimes it just feels really good to be there, to be depressed, to be sad and um It's seductive to me. It is yeah. seductive. And it's really easy to just be on a really terrible and rapid downward spiral. So for me, I've been working on a lot of self-development stuff over the last few years, which is essentially what Tez Talks is about, some of the things that I've learned um, during this whole explorative um, time in my life. And um, I know that I need to really pull myself out of that spiral when I'm going down that road because it can be really detrimental. And especially now as a mum, I don't actually have the time to be in that state for a long period and And you don't want your children to feel it either i mean that's the big thing for me is like i could wallow in it a bit before but now with sabrina like i don't have that luxury like it's not fair to her because they sense it they're highly sensitive little beings sponges yeah um and i know that you guys mentioned about depression um over the last, you know, I think it was the last podcast yeah. or two, uh, and my mum suffers very, very terribly from it. She has a schizoaffective disorder. So I grew up just me and her, and she was very depressed. She's been on antidepressants um, for the most part of her life. So I have, in many ways, because I've been um, such a witness to the journey that she's been on, it has been enriching in a sense that. I can recognize what my patterns are and I know when I get into that place, mm-hmm. there's no turning back unless I really physically stop myself and try and gain perspective, uh, which is what I've been working on doing. And when that article came out, I started heading down that path mm-hmm. and um, that's what I mean by victimizing myself, really one thing after the other, um, feeling bad, feeling sorry for myself. But yeah, I managed to find some perspective. And and so how did you do that? How did you find Because I would be like, I was violated. They ripped my photos <laughs> off Instagram without my permission yeah. and said that I'm boasting about my beautiful child, yeah. who, by the way, you you get on YouTube and you talk about yeah. your natural birth and that it wasn't what you expected and exactly. that you had to let go of expectations. So this woman should have seen your YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Had that already come out? Why? It had. See, um, that just makes me... Yeah. I am, 
But at the time, I was like, what sort of journalist is she? She hasn't done yeah. her research. She hasn't looked at my TES talks. But um, <laughs> that was my, again, lower self speaking. Um, after That's me in the days. podcast. I'm just the... <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm the low vibrations for you, baby. <laughs> no, you are not. No, you are, you are sunshine. Come on. I am sunshine. Well, and you're, um, and you're aware of it. And I think that that's the first step. I, you know, I think for mm-hmm. anyone out there who is... Um, you know, listening to this and saying, like, I don't even know, you know, I don't even know where to go from that because I just get angry right away. It's yeah. like, I think anytime you feel an, a, a, an emotion, a strong emotion arise, you feel that. I think we've talked about that, that kind of out of control buzz or mm. something that happens. That's, that's, that's something that's not natural. It's not real to you. It's not, it's a, it's an effect of mm-hmm. something that's being triggered. Um, and, you know, and I think the awareness just to, if you can just start being aware, it's okay if you still need to experience it and do what you have to do yeah, with it. Go through it. Yep. If, feel it. As yeah. long as you can say to yourself, like, I know this isn't me. I know this is yeah. something else that's coming up. I know Absolutely. this is, you know, whatever. Stemmed from a childhood experience or whatever it yeah. is. Because that's a, that's a huge first step to separating yourself from those feelings that come up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, uh, this is all we can ask of each other is to be try to be self-aware human beings yeah. and and to take uh, take stock, take responsibility um, and to realize that everyone is really just doing the best that they can. I feel like That's I say it. that every podcast, but it's the but truth. It's true. Yeah. And we talked earlier before you came in here about how, um, you know, that woman obviously something happened that triggered her to make herself mm-hmm. feel crummy. But the yeah. the the turn was that then she went to make you feel crummy. Yeah. So it's like this cycle that never, nobody, had, nobody wins, yeah. you know, it, it just keeps going on. Because when you're feeling so dark and so low, um, what I've noticed is that it feels really comforting to have other people around you in that low place too. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I will easy. try. Yeah. I mean, I'm a really wonderful wife. I feel it's so <laughs> ridiculous that I have to say that. Um, <laughs> before I say but I've noticed, I'll be like, why am I picking on him? Oh, because I want him to feel crappy too. So, so that to I'm not that. alone in, in you know my why? feeling crappy. There's this amazing book. That's I think sucky. I said it on uh, when we did the podcast with Dr. Drew and Mike. Um, there's this amazing book called Real Love. And mm-hmm. it talks about how um, none of us really know what unconditional love is. Not, not based on where we've come from because our parents don't know it and their parents didn't know it. We've learned that love is a process by which we get to from manipulation, playing Mm -hmm. the victim. And so we think – and when Mike and I first started dating, it was funny. I I actually read the book when we first started going out. And so he got to be my little guinea pig, whether he likes it or not. (laughs) Always my little guinea pig. Love it. Um, But I started started paying attention to when I said things via – text is the worst because – it's um you there's no real connection to it so you can send these things out into the into the universe without having to say it to somebody's face and i realized yeah. um that i was starting to write things based on how i wanted the response to be and that's not fair that's manipulation that's doing something to get we want to be liked yeah. or loved. to get a returned uh, uh, the the behavior that you want, you want the response to be something specific, and so you you and I think it's a really simple uh, exa- um, exercise. If you just pay attention when you say things or write things to people, am I writing the truth or am I writing this to get a response yeah. from that person? That you have really beautiful self awareness because it is hard to get to that place, right? To it's, find that perspective, to step out of that feeling, that emotion, the thing you're going through currently. Yeah. 
and to find that. So that's really beautiful that you've obviously Thank done you. a lot of well, self-work. <laughs> trust me, you can ask my husband. It's not there all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it's nice. I think me too, by the way. I was like, I've done all this work. I'm going to be fine. I read this article and suddenly I'm thrust back into my 16-year-old self feeling really bullied and victimized mm-hmm. and um, ashamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, I realized that, oh, I'm just having a really normal human response right now. And I didn't pass judgment on myself in any way. I let myself lean into the feeling, observe what was going on, and then I chose different. I just chose to feel a different way. And I kind of... And when you sat down and you wrote your response... Yeah. How, what was that process like? And can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your response was? Yeah, I think... um, Look, in this world, there are so many opportunities to create separatism. And this is something my husband and I really acknowledge uh, within our marriage, within ourselves. Um, and my, my husband's done a lot of meditation and a lot of uh, work. And we this is the conversation we're always talking about, is that what I truly believe we all need to practice more of is cultivating self-love and acceptance. And... Um, For me, I think that when that article came out, um, it was really a beautiful time for me to understand and recognize how easily I could go back into these normal feelings. And it was actually a wake-up call because I was like, hey, hang on, not everyone's doing self-development work. It's really easy to get sad. It's really easy to be hard on ourselves. Um, And so what I wrote in my response was that, hey, let's stop the separatism. We are mothers. We have created life. We have birthed these beautiful beings. We have one of, in my opinion, one of the most important roles in the world. Why can't we create a community where we are embracing and supporting women who are having these experiences? Why can't we band together um, instead of try and separate uh, one another? And I think it's really integral that... uh, Myself, I have a, I have somewhat of a profile, and I think that I have a responsibility because of the position that I'm in, to really um, my my work. As you guys know, you're both in the industry. We're in an industry that there's such a false sense of reality, mm-hmm. and there is such a focus on the physical. And I, that's why in my TES talks, I don't wear any makeup. I, I'm yeah, there's no lighting. There's no so you lighting. Have to check it I out. don't edit it. I just let it be what it is. Even mm-hmm. if I'm going on a tangent, which I'm sort of going on now, I just mm-hmm. continue doing that um, because I want to be real. It's so honest and it's so raw and it's really exciting. Oh, thanks. Well, I just, I think it, um, I have a voice and I really want to express that so much of what we do, it's not real. And, um, the bullying that goes on between mums really has got to stop. I think it's an epidemic. This is this is the point of this podcast. I mean, this is why Ellie and I wanted to do this. I mean, selfishly on one hand, because we wanted to get great people in that we want to talk to and, you know, uh, and experts and, and all sorts of... I mean, it, it's great... 
to reach out to people and say, you know, we have this forum. Please, you know, come and, and talk to Ooh, us. I hear everyone's ideas um, and experiences. But, yeah, but but the the main thing for me was during my pregnancy when I would go on to these websites and the mom bashing that was going on. I, I felt so sad and lonely, mm-hmm. and I just thought you're in the most beautiful. Um, I've never felt sexier. I've never felt mm-hmm. more beautiful. I've mm-hmm. never felt more. I finally at- had boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt more at peace. I've had lifelong troubles with anxiety. I felt. Mm-hmm. What just happened over there? <laughs> no. I- oh, nice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, and yet, I was witnessing these women in the same time and space that I was in saying such ugly, horrific things to each yeah. other. And I just thought, if you can't find the the high energy at that point, yeah. right. <laughs> that, like you said, your low, your low vibration, yeah. if you can't find the high vibration in that, yeah. in that time period of your life, when, when can yeah. you? And I was, when I was nursing, my mother <laughs> would call me and she'd be like, well, how much longer are you going to do that? Maybe like six months. Well, how, when are you going to stop that? Yeah. Nine months. Well, when do you think it's time for you to... And I'm like, why does this matter to you yeah. anyway? Well, and here's the thing. And also, I really wanted cleavage for summer. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Ellie is the voice of reason. Though. I love yes. it. Totally makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, until somebody comes forward with 100% of a uh, research or study or factual information that proves that one form of parenting is better than the is, other. It, it, yeah. You know, uh, produces children that are complete geniuses, will never get a disease, illness in their life. Um, until that happens, yeah. we can't stand in judgment because everybody's just trying to figure I mean, it I out. Wanna, yeah. I want a participation trophy just for keeping her alive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah, exactly. Is, and I think there are so many studies that do come out, and they're so contradictory. Yeah. Um, even, yes, I chose natural birth, but there's no actual study that I've read that proves that natural birth is any more of a better path than having an epidural and not having to feel that pain. I mean, hello, that's amazing that we even have drugs where we don't have yeah. to feel crazy pain during birth. I mean, I think that's also a beautiful thing. Attachment and, parenting And we can versus- say that there is crazy pain. Like, that's the other thing is, like, people don't want to say, like, when they have natural birth, they're like, we don't want to say that there's pain. Like, that's why like, I... Well, yeah. it's, it is. It's That's painful. why I went on... Um, I went on... Uh, God, I can't remember what talk show it was. Oh, uh, Craig Ferguson. And I said, it hurt like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Because I do think there's this perception of, like, you're going to go... And some people do. Some and people have... Way but you know what's it. so weird? The little... The like critic in my head was just like, oh, well, you can't say it hurt like a bitch because then that makes you think that you're so strong that you got through it and that's going to make people feel crappy. <laughs> I know, like that woman in the... Well, I'm sorry, saying, no, I don't... And I don't want, I want you to keep going, but it's just so interesting that like we can't even say it hurts like a bitch because then it backfires. But that's, that's kind of my whole point of what my response was, was that um, you to have to dim your own light yeah. for the sake of... The potential that another woman's insecurity could make her feel inferior to you because you've had a certain experience, that is totally backward to me. I agree. I Can I read out this quote? It's a, exactly about that. So it's this Marianne Williamson <laughs> quote. 
Oh, do you know? I, I know. knew that they were going to be so like spiritual weird. soul sisters. This is, so we, this will just do it right yeah. now. We're and you know what's even crazier? This is in my book. I have this little, sun yeah, one? Yeah. Oh, oh so, my God, so we have a mom bomb every episode, which right. is words kind of, uh, you know, words of wisdom that we put on our Instagram account and whatnot. And this was the mom bomb that I chose for today. <gasps> you're it's weird. No. So okay, you so Teresa's okay, going to read. Mom bomb. This is our mom bomb. Yes. All three of ours. Yeah. Okay. Mom bombs. Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Chills. <laughs> I, love I, I mean, that's so crazy, but it also makes perfect sense. There are no coincidences. No. Um, and, and it's so true. And it's, it is, uh, uh, that I think is, is the true epidemic is that we've gotten to a place where anybody who puts themselves out there on the great grander stage of life is cut the down. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem um, is people confuse it with the narcissism too, don't you yeah. think? Mm-hmm. So it's and like yeah. the term boasting. I mean, it's really sad. We call it the tall poppy syndrome in Australia. Tall puppy syndrome. Tall poppy. Oh, poppy. P-O-P-P-Y. Poppy. Oh, because you, tall you cut it down or yeah. What? So the poppies grow tall, mm-hmm. and we cut them down, and it is really sad. It is truly sad, and I think. Um, <clears throat> We don't have to be wallflowers. People are so scared of shining bright. It is um, scary to feel like you're standing out in the crowd sometimes. And it's so important to lean into that. I just think if we can cultivate that and just the amount, if we can just have that self-acceptance, self-love, even you can start small. And I, and I great. think people can mm-hmm. start small by surrounding yourself with people that accept the greatness that is you. So if and you, I mean, I just, it. I just had this conversation with my sister this morning and she was telling me a story about some friends that she's having issues with. And I said, it, look, there's no reason to be friends with anybody that's going to make you feel bad about no. anything. Mm-hmm. So if somebody Toxic doesn't friendship. understand your, your life and the way you're choosing to live it. And, you know, I have a friend we were talking about, like, uh, we talked about this on another podcast too. It's like, Friends who get mad at you if you don't call them. Uh, I know, know. I listened to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, you know, it's like <clears throat> we're, we, you can start small by just choosing the the highest level quality people 100%. to keep around yourself mm-hmm. yeah. because then have like-minded you, people yes exactly. cultivate your folks and also like listen to good stuff yeah like, this has been the past year for me it's like what are the podcasts that i love that 
make me feel better or inspire me. I'm yeah. obsessed with yeah. Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. Obsessed with it because it? it's all these like artists and creative types and what makes them drive. And you guys are doing that with oh, this though. Honestly, I was like, all right, well, I should, you know, listen to a bunch of the podcasts. I'm going on the show. I knew, obviously, I, I've known Ellie for a little while now. And I was like, what a beautiful, brilliant idea because it all comes from such a positive, loving, embracing place. And I was listening to it last night. I was driving down to the pet store. I was getting my dog. My dog I hadn't fed for a day. So I was feeling very guilty. Another thing that happens when you become a parent, your animals suffer somewhat. Um, so I raced down to the pet store and I was listening to you, your podcast about marriage. And um, it seems like you both have some really beautiful communication going on between mm-hmm. you and your partners. And um, I was in a fight with my husband at the time and I was listening to what you were saying and I got back and I realised that, oh, this is not as big a deal as I have made it into and I'm going to walk up to my husband and I'm going to apologise and I'm going to say yeah. how much I love him <laughs> and that he does so much for me. And it was so funny, the look on his face, he was so shocked. It was like, <laughs> what? Where did this come from? And I was like, atomic moms. <laughs> Uh, we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, nothing. And you, I love that you said so it wasn't that big of a deal. Nothing ever is. It isn't really. Even, even I, I love this too shall pass. This, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I loved um, when uh, dear Joan Rivers passed away and they were playing that video of her with her daughter, Melissa, before she went in for another procedure. Yes. And she was saying, you know, if something happens to oh me, my God. everyone's I was just okay. And she it. said, this life is just a movie. And it is. It's just a movie playing out. And even, and I know this is really hard for people to wrap their minds around, but even the biggest, craziest things, it's just not, Mm -hmm. it's just life. It's just this brief glimpse of a fluff and then it's gone. And, and, you know, we spend so much time here, like making each other feel awful. Oh gosh. It's so sad. And, um, you know, so, so I think the biggest lesson from, from this episode is, you know, this is bond together with those people that lift mm-hmm. you up and, and make mm-hmm. you feel like you can do something that you can yes. go on and make a difference. And um, if you're feeling lonely and down, go to Teresa's website, Yours in Life. Yours in Life. It's yeah. so wonderful. Oh, thank you. And it'll make you feel better. And, and even if you haven't cultivated your group of friends yet, like if you go to this website, like it has really good ideas of like how you can sort of start I what we've start been talking community. about. Yeah. Look at you. You're what what was that uh the the fire starter, right? Yeah. I'm the fire starter. But isn't the oh. fire starter the one who like who <laughs> <laughs> like, to go really positive or like No it is. Is it, is it, is it, is it the, no, I'm kidding. Is that is that a, am I am I off on that terminology Mike way in? What, you what's ignite it, what's it, the fire starter is somebody Oh no, the rainmaker. It's a prodigy song. I don't know. It's the, it's the yeah, rainmaker. I was like the fire starter. No, the I prodigy. like fire starter though. Really? Like you spark starter. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay so we'll, we'll we'll say that. I'll Okay, whatever you, it is. you spark the light. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, oh, thank I you. am so you know I feel like we could talk about so much more, and hopefully next time you're in town and have some time, you could come back on yeah. with us because I you feel are like so there's... stellar. Thank you so oh, so many times. Um, hey, why don't we ask Teresa what her mom's session is? Yeah. What are you loving these days? Yeah, as something a that's mama. a, a we, we we've talked about things like the library or even just some uh, you know toy or something oh. that you're loving for your kids. Um, Play Cafe is really what is that? been my big thing. Play Cafe? Oh, well, 
in, in well, um, in whatever state you're in, um, you just have to Google Play Cafe. And basically it's uh, these little cafes that are set up with big play equipment. So the mums go and meet and sit with each other. Oh, there's one on Larchmont. Yes, I just went Snook yeah. Nook. It's yes. amazing. It's amazing. I've oh, been going there. Oh, my God. I go and you is. get grilled cheese and a coffee. It's great. And, and the baby plays. And the baby plays. And I have made yes. four new mum friends See, just you from do. the last <laughs> two times I've You're gone. You're such a connector. Yeah, I, I get numbers. We swap. We've been emailing. It's a beautiful place to go because your, your really child like the is, on the is totally so, yeah. taken care of and is playing and having fun That's with other idea. kids. Whilst you get to connect with other parents and just chat. Play so, cafe. I will have to look that up. They're like different types this of is, yeah. different It's essentially, names. it's a white person Chuck E. Cheese, right? You know what? I was that I am white and I had my sixth birthday. I love that I had to explain that I was white. Um, I was like, I'm white. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm white. Um, sixth birthday at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, actually, it was Showbiz Pizza at the time. That's how old I am. And Chuck I got to go up on stage when they announced when they sang my the birthday song, and I was up there with all the mechanical oh like gosh. bear and stuff. It was really my creepy. stepson's like on crack after we leave at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Forget it. I think I will hose Sabrina down with Purell. If- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, so gross. Oh my god. Oh, thank you well, for coming. Yes, thank you. And thank and you all for your, listening. Your and, words of wisdom. Um everyone, thank you for listening and go on iTunes and rate us and whatever. It helps with our ranking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome. I know. I love that you important. say it so sadly. <laughs> well, our ranking is great, but I feel like a jerk for like soliciting if you like us, please no, rank you've us. gotta stop that right now because what, like this is a beautiful thing I'm shining bright. Exactly. I'm totally shining bright. Guys, so yeah, give us five stars, people. Remember, yeah, they to, deserve it. Do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please remember to trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock on, Atomic Moms. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it. On the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash wait for it comedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.